Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Tim and Julie Harris broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a fun show, and I think we're going to answer a really big, really important question that many of our podcast listeners probably have somewhere in the back of their mind, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so (laughs) there are a few tenets, pillars, whatever you want to call it, of um, our coaching company, and this is definitely one of the main ones. And what we're going to share with you guys today is really how to truly understand it and break it down. I've heard, and I have to say I love hearing you guys say this in your emails or when we, you know, we're reading something online or you know, whatever, and because it tells me you guys are really starting to internalize this. But if you just remember this one thing, this one, one, one thing, um, everything else will fall into an alignment a lot easier with a lot less stress. Okay, I'm not overselling it. You guys just wait and listen. Here it is. Long-time listeners, you've heard us say this, and what we're going to be doing on the radio show today and tomorrow is we're really going to be drilling down on this to tell you how to make this directly applicable. Here it is. Ready? Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is your number one critical key to everlasting, ever-improving long-term success. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give you real-life stories, examples from coaching clients on essentially their struggles and why they struggled with accepting that simple, basic reality. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is the key to really your ever-increasing long-term success. And so before we get to our first point, Julie, anything from your emails and coaching clients and whatnot you want to share with? I know today's radio show and tomorrow is all about stories about coaching clients, but anything in particular you want to share? Well, I sometimes I put them all into sort of a similar bucket of things that we're hearing. You know, we did that a few weeks ago when everybody was going through appraisal issues. I think this week's topic du jour is longer days on the market, higher mm-hmm. inventory, and guess what? Now we have to actually talk to our sellers instead of hoping that the real estate gods sell them overnight. And so how do you handle all that? So there's been lots of conversations about what do you say, how frequently should you say it, And the fact that most agents, this kind of falls into the same category we're talking about today, this is one of the things that they don't want to do when they don't want to do it and rarely do it at a high level because they don't want to do it, price reductions, talking to sellers on a regular basis. So, of course, we have the 12-week seller communication plan that that helps a lot with that. A lot of agents don't do it because they simply don't know what to say, so they avoid the call, continue to pray to the real estate gods that they'll be saved by a contract coming in today, tomorrow, next week, or next month which is not how you manage your sellers. So I think there's a lot of conversation about that. Maybe it's the time of year. Maybe it's you know many different things, but it doesn't really matter why. It's your job to know the days on the market, the list to sell price ratio, and what the trends are, and to enlighten your homeowners with what they're facing. In some parts of the country, that means you know 24 hours to sell. If that was the trend and now it's taking a week, well, that's that seller's mindset, which if you're in other parts of the country, if it's sold in a week, that'd be super fantastic. So you have to really know what's going on in your marketplace and actually communicate. So that's sort of what's been bubbling up over this week is everybody noticing that. 
You know, it's funny, Julie. So we, Julie and I have been coaching since the late 90s, and uh, we sold real estate for a while while we were coaching. And there were always hot markets across the country during, you know, from, say, 2002, really, through 2007, you know, late fall of 2007. There, there were markets where, just like we're experiencing now in many parts of the country, where it just seems like stuff sells itself pretty much because it does. Um, but the whole time we were coaching, a lot of you guys, uh, our market always, always had the average days in the market was 141 days. You know, the uh, it, it, it took usually two price reductions. So it was really funny that when we were selling real estate and coaching, right, when we first started, now this is 20 years ago, uh, you know, we st- first started coaching, that we uh, were coaching you guys, uh, and yet we were teaching, you know, we were having to go through a normal market, and so... The benefit, one of the great benefits of really what we're bringing to the real estate community, especially for those of you who have never had to sell in a normal market, is as the market's normalized and you guys can say slow down, we can say depreciate, you can say whatever word you want to use, you're going to have to learn the skills. Well, we have never sold in a market where stuff sold itself. We've only sold in a market where basically you actually had to go after you know, price adjustments and all these complicated conversations that people like to avoid because they're tough because sometimes the sellers are grumpy. So, yeah, I mean, as you are looking into the future and you're wondering, well, what the heck's going on with my real estate market, you're going to have to learn some new skills. You're going to have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So today's radio show is all about doing what you don't want to do. And then tomorrow's going to be when you don't want to do it, and the next day it's going to be at the highest level. So we're going to have some fun with this because I realize that doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is the last thing that 99.9% of you guys would find intuitive. And guess what? Your coaches uh, feel the same way. I mean, trust me when I tell you that it's not every single day I feel like doing coaching calls. How would you like to have days where you guys just talk to agents all day? You know, I mean, sometimes you don't feel like doing it. But you know what? We know that long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Totally and completely not trendy. Totally, that's what we just told you. Totally and completely not something that anybody else would ever want to tell you because it's not something that – uh, on first blush is very exciting. But as you start to internalize and understand the concepts, then you start getting excited because then you realize that having that as part of your life, those three things, gives you a, really a truly unfair advantage in the marketplace. Um, so let's start with doing what you want, don't want to do. Now, this is the fun part. Um, I want you guys right now, and if you're driving around, if you're on your exercise machine, if you're going for a walk, if you're having a glass of wine with your loved one, if you're whatever, okay, I know you guys are, you know, consuming these radio shows in a bunch of different ways, uh, doing a bunch of different things. That's totally cool. What I want you to ask yourself right now is I want you to make a list of the things in real estate that you don't want to do. Seriously, make a list of the things in real estate that you don't want to do. Let's do it. I mean, just start thinking about it. If you're driving, you know, say the things out loud. Go through the list. What do you not want to do? Well, guess what? We kind of know what you don't want to do. And Julie and I are going to have some fun with this along with you. You guys don't want to make phone calls. Julie, your turn. Yeah, well, so we started the list. Anything having to do with lead generation, really. Come up with prospecting. Yeah, Yeah. well, well, prospecting requires discipline. Marketing requires money and discipline. Paying for leads is an act of desperation with little quality or quality, quantity control. So, you know, the most important part of your business, 
that's often avoided, procrastinated, misunderstood, and even ignored. Okay, so, so the, fir- the know, first one generation. Was they, so the first thing that they don't want to do, just helping them come up with the list, Julie, the, number one is they don't want to make any outbound phone calls. They have yes, phonophobia. All right, your turn. Come up with one thing so we can help these guys come up with a list. Uh, price reductions. Mm, hate yeah, them. well, I hated them too, but you know what? They had to be done. But man, did I hate doing price reductions. Mm-hmm. Okay, number uh, number three, I'll come up with one. They don't want to – I'll tell you one. They don't want to have to tell the seller the truth about pricing. They don't want to have to tell the seller when, – when it comes to taking the listing, they don't want to tell the seller the truth about what's going on in the market. They just want to tell the seller what the seller wants to hear. Yes. Your turn. Confrontation with sellers in general, too. Uh, let's see. The next thing would be doing CMAs. Lots of complaints about that. They take too long. Got to crank them out. Detailed work on pricing. Again, we go back to pricing. Yep. To okay. Uh, here's another one. They don't want to have to. You guys are coming up with your own lists, aren't you? Um, they don't want to have to learn a script. Okay. <laughs> now, guys, look. Just be very clear. This is really important. Nobody wants to learn a script. Hardly anybody wants to learn a script because they all feel disingenuous saying it. The last thing you want to have internally going on inside of you when you're actually, you know, trying to sell is that you're a fake. So we call we want you to use our scripts but use them as conversational outlines. So we want you to internalize our scripts. We want you then to uh, personalize the scripts. Make the scripts your own, but don't the key thing to making our scripts work is not changing the order in which you ask the questions and always be asking questions. So, yeah, that's the next one. They don't want to use a script. Next, your turn, Julie. I will throw out negotiating home inspection stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of conflict and conflict avoidance going on. So anything to do with uh, home inspections, particularly expensive stuff, money-oriented. Well, here's a weird one, but it's true. A lot of you guys don't want to go on listing appointments. You avoid them. You're afraid of them. You are. That's the reason so many of you guys have are stuck in these worlds where you basically have two listing appointments a year, but you have a billion buyer appointments, okay, because you're stuck in the world that believes that listing appointments are, you know, you don't want to do them. Your turn, Jules. Uh, let's see. Uh, handling uh, anything to do with preparing for a listing, like previewing, knowing your numbers, hashing it out, getting into analytics of any sort. I think agents, by and large, prefer to show up, dazzle with personality, and hope for the best. Okay, I'm going to build off what you just said because that was a good one. Knowing their market, studying the MLS statistics, actually knowing days in the market, knowing what the absorption rate is, actually being truly market experts versus just calling themselves a market expert. You know what? I'll throw out some more. They don't want to deal with people that are underwater on their homes. They, you know, Many agents have come up and never learned how to do a short sale. They don't want to do a BPO. There's another one. They don't want to return – I mean, we talked about this a second ago, but they don't want to return lead calls quickly. A lot of you guys – see a lead call as in an imposition it's like oh my god how dare they call my house for sale when i'm you know having dinner i mean so they you guys treat okay there's something else another one when you do call these guys back and you're using our scripts you don't ask the questions you don't want to ask questions that would actually lead you to the conclusion as to whether or not they were truly motivated or whether or not they were just kicking tires you don't want to ask questions using our scripts to determine whether or not they might have a house to sell. You guys oh, So they don't like this? to pre-qualify, basically, right. is what you're saying, right? They because don't like you to might pre-qualify. find out something that you either didn't know or don't want to hear. So I, I would, There's a big one. Yeah. Okay, Wait, there's a big oh. one. Ready for it? Okay, here's the big yep. one. 
they do not there's they do not want to have a schedule you guys will For avoid sure. having a schedule like it it literally involves some kind of um i mean i don't even i can't even it, it just you hate schedules so many agents think that a schedule is the antithesis of why they got into real estate. I got into real estate so I'd have freedom, so I wouldn't have a boss, so I wouldn't have, you know. Well, they don't like to be told what to do, and a schedule kind of feels like that. Okay, well, there's a big one that comes up next, Julie, that I think you'll think of in a second. And uh, what's that? Starts with an A that agents absolutely hate. Yes, accountability. Right. So talk about that. Why do agents, why do they not want to have accountability? Well, because they don't like to be told what to do. They like to be in charge of their own alleged schedule. And, you know, the thing is, Tim, that accountability rears its head in so many places in real estate that even if you feel like you're just, you know, running your own show, you are accountable to the demands of your buyers, demands of your sellers, demands of your leads. That, I believe, is part of the reason that agents avoid becoming a really great listing agent because they don't want the accountability of having that longer-term relationship generally with sellers than you do with buyers. So So, accountability with your voicemail. Some of you guys, you know, it's always (laughs) – sometimes we'll get a coaching request that will say, I need help with time management and lead generation, and then we'll call to schedule it, and the voicemail is full. Like, okay, yes, you do need (laughs) help with, uh, you know, accountability. You're not even accountable to your own voicemail, some of you guys, because you don't want to feel that pressure of being told what to do, and yet you want to be making more income. So this is kind of a big black hole for most agents. Again, we're talking about the literally doing what you don't want to do and what is on that list of what you don't want to do. I'd put uh, objection handling, Tim. Yeah, objection handling. They both don't like doing prequalification and don't like objection handling, which doesn't make any sense because if you were great at prequalifying, you would get fewer objections, at least at the table. You would already know going in. I mean, we can go on forever. You and I could come – I mean, the other ones that are obvious is they don't like using – you know, again, guys, you're supposed to be doing this yourself. Don't make Julie and I come up with all these. But you're supposed to be making a list, a mental or an actual list, of all the things in real estate that you don't want to do. Okay, and that's what we are kind of having some fun, hopefully helping you guys have some, you know, mental joggers here to think about in terms of what is it in real estate you don't want to do. You know, this is here's a couple more. You guys don't want to use a listing presentation. You guys resist it. Oh no, I'm not going to use a listing presentation. I can show up. Julie said it before, and razzle and dazzle with my personality. You guys, a lot of you, this is stunningly crazy to me that you guys will resist using a pre-listing pack. You resist using a pre-listing pack, even though the pre-listing pack, nine times out of ten, is going to get you the listing. Well, let's be more realistic. Seven times out of ten will get you the listing before you even show up at the seller's house. If you used a great pre-listing pack, it's included in our coaching program. It's a template, and all you guys got to do basically is, you know, essentially personalize it for your own needs. So these are this is this is just a partial list. I mean, if we were doing a presentation about this live, obviously it would be a lot more interactive, and you guys would be throwing out some fun ideas. You know, office meetings. Well, guess what? That's probably something maybe it's not necessarily the best use of your time. So maybe in that particular example, that being something you don't want to do maybe makes some sense. But if you go through the the mental list of all the things in real estate that you don't want to do, remember, don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level. Today is what you don't want to do. There's common things. There's one common string that rings through all the things you don't want to do. Some of you guys, especially our coaching clients, you know what that is. You already see what I'm about to say. All the things that you don't want to do 
are the things you must be doing because of the things that are going to put you in a position to help people and they're going to make you money. So literally, the things that many of you guys don't want to do don't get done and so you don't have any money. It's that simple. True. The things that you don't want to do in real estate are the very things that you must learn how to do. And remember, tomorrow is when you don't want to do it. So the things that you don't want to do are you know, lists, your mental list. Combine those things. Think about those things. Look at that list. Look at the things you just thought about or just wrote down. And those of you who are using this as training for your, your um, offices or whatnot, make sure every agent has a list of the things that they claim that, you know, that, that they know that they don't want to do. And some of you guys, I know the egos in the room, you know, the virtual room. I, I, I like doing everything in real estate. I have no apprehension whatsoever to, you know, do it. Okay, really? Is that true? Hmm, interesting. How many FISBOs did you drive by on your way to work today? You know, how many expires were there this morning in your computer that you didn't call? Well, I guess maybe what you don't like to do is the first thing we said, which is pick up the phone. Maybe what you don't like to do is the one, like the 10th thing we said, which is, you know, internalize a script. So everyone has resistance points, but it's very, very interesting that the things that we resist the most are the very things that put us in a position to help people and will make you money. Those two things, guys, they are a match. Are you seeing that? Are you realizing the things that you don't want to do for the most part are the things that are going to get you paid? And just a quick review. The things that actually put you in a position to help folks and make you money are lead generation, in this order, guys, lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Those five things. Okay? So your list of what you don't want to do, you do a little introspection and ask yourself, okay, I get it. I see what Tim and Julie are saying. I realized that maybe Tim and Julie came up with a longer list than I would have done, but whatever you wrote down, whatever you resist persists. I mean, there's a lot of studies that have been done basically that whatever you're trying to avoid, especially when it comes to this conversation, this type of conversation, is the most important thing that you should be doing right now. Julie, are you there? I am. And, you know, it seems so counterintuitive that we avoid the things that actually bring us to more business. But, you know, I often say that's why it's called work and not vacation. And this is why not every agent that you know is fantastically wealthy. It's because they've become really great at avoiding the things that actually create income and the opportunity to help a multitude of people on a multitude of levels creating a multitude of income. So it seems just very counterintuitive. And yet, having many, many, many coaching calls and also living the life ourselves, I do get it. I understand. These are things that require skill and that require things like role play and practice and having your mindset in order so that when you're dialing the phone to have that potentially difficult conversation or at least the conversation that you've made to be difficult in your head. I mean, how many times have we heard from clients that say, gosh, that was so much easier than I thought? Almost always, by always. the way, with calling yeah. expireds and for sale by owners. Oh, my gosh, I just talked to the nicest for sale by owner. Well, why do you think they were so much nicer than you thought? Because you made it up in your head or somebody told you that unrepresented sellers eat their young and they're mean people and they're always overpriced. So there's so many stories that go into people's heads in what I call creative avoidance tactics. And what you're really doing when you succumb to that is you're really avoiding your potential for income. That's what's really going on. When you get into this avoiding doing what you don't want to do, especially when that list is pretty long, and of course we help them make the list longer, but I was thinking when you said that, Tim, that some days the list is longer than others. And I, yeah. you know, I mean, some days you feel like you're on top that's, of the world and the list is not big. Show. 
That's tomorrow's yeah. show, right? When you don't it, want to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You, Julie, do you remember when when Julie and I got into real estate? We were in our early twenties. As you guys, some of you longtime listeners know, and we were in a Remax office, Remax North, which is still there. Broker is Rory Averill. I assume he's still the broker. Now this was forever ago, but there was a guy there named Mike Perchetti. And Mike Perchetti, guys, this is a true story. He had a big white Mercedes, and on the plate of his Mercedes was the plate. This is really his plate. Was Doctor Fizbo. <laughs> So awesome. Okay, so here's what Mike would do. Mike had, Mike had a great assistant who basically ran, his name was Jeff, who ran his business for him. Basically did all the closings and dealt with all the sellers. And, and Mike always had a couple dozen, if not more, listings. You know, But here's what he would do. Every night after everyone went home, he'd be the only person in the office. He'd go back to his office, he'd put on his headset, he'd put on a little music, and he'd start calling Fizbo's. That's what he did. He just would start calling Fizbo's. He did that every night until he set a listing appointment. That was his whole entire business. Now, I promise you that he didn't want to do that every day. I promise you that, you know, maybe even when he got into real estate, having a discipline of doing that every day was the last thing he wanted to do. Well, scale that. How many of you guys right now are act- are embracing, loving, well, let's not use the word loving, but at least accepting the fact that really it does come down to those three elements, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Hey, look, look at Olympic athletes. You know, when you guys read interviews with them, which you should, read books that maybe they've written, just the whole thing, what you'll see is they always talk about how much they hate practicing. <laughs> oh, true. I, I, read, I think I watched a video from Michael Phelps or whatever, and he's like, dude, I never feel like it. I mean, if it's one day a week that I feel like you know practicing in the pool, it's a good day. He doesn't feel – anybody who's a professional. I mean, Julia is a you know, professional musician. And I don't know, Jules, how often do you actually feel like practicing? How long Gosh. did you feel like it, it ever? Yeah. So sometimes you know, when it was going well, <laughs> right? That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean it's funny because I've actually talked about that the Michael Phelps thing that you were referring to with mm-hmm. uh, clients that you know it's you get bored with the business sometimes, especially our grizzled veterans, and it seems like you know it's a bit of a grind. And then I I always bring up you know imagine what it's like to be an Olympic swimmer, and those guys train like eight hours a day in the pool, like five or six days a week. Just looking at blue water, like for eight hours a day, like how mind-numbingly boring does that have to be? And yet, I know from a coaching standpoint and from a musician standpoint of practice that he's not thinking, oh, my God, i got to look at blue water. Well, maybe he is initially, but what he's really working on is his time, his skill, his well, strategy, how he holds Those his things fingers. That he's tweaking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's, that's what you do when you basically get – you guys will get, hopefully – all of you guys will get to the point where listing, setting listing appointments every day just becomes second. We have hundreds of coaching clients that have followed the system. They basically have their lives built around the magic number formula. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? Um, guys, listen, the magic number formula is something that all of you need to be doing. It's one of those things that once you go through the learning exercise and completing, it's only like a one-page thing, you will feel uh, the weight of the world lifted off your shoulders, especially if you're feeling confused and overwhelmed. The magic number formula is part of our book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. We're going to give you that book for free, along with Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, along with four other books, just for completing the form that's there on your mobile device, your name, your email address, your phone number. Just complete that, and we're going to call you right back 
but you could always book email to you automatically. We're going to call you back, and we're going to tell you about the coaching program. The coaching program, and you guys, you know that a lot of you are in it, it's sweeping the nation. This is one of those coaching things, or this is one of those, I guess you want to call it a product, that really does change, it, it really does move the needle, because a, it offers basically 90% of the value of what used to cost agents thousands of dollars per year for only $99 a month. It's a real coaching program. You have four semi-private coaching calls per month. You get a private coaching call with your own coach per month. You get all the things we ever talk about as far as you know the basis for your real estate uh, business, all the everything, you know, all the systems, all the team systems, all the uh, checklists, all the presentations, every single thing, all the lead generation ideas. We are going to... With this coaching program, our goal is to teach you guys to essentially learn to live by doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level and then start producing profit. Start producing you know, enough profit so that you guys don't have to be 177 selling real estate. You know, so you create some options for yourself. Um, and the coaching program is less than $100 per month, and every single one of you are approved. We've worked with a lender. The lender basically has given uh, carte blanche uh, pre-approval for every single one of you. Complete that form. We'll call you back. Just by doing it, you get the six free books. You have nothing to lose. And when you get the book, um, Real Estate Treasure Map, do go to the section about the magic number and do complete that because that is going to help many of you have unbelievably uh, high levels of clarity that maybe you've never had in this business before. So there it was, guys. And tomorrow we're going to talk about when you don't want to do it. Now, tomorrow's show is actually very fascinating because the, the idea behind only doing what you want to do when you don't want to do it or when you want to do it means that you really won't do much very often. And so we're going to uh, explain to you guys tomorrow, now that you've made your list of all the things you know you don't want to do in real estate, tomorrow we're going to show you how to um, – basically they're emotional hacks – making it so that you can not wait around to feel a certain way before you take certain actions to get you a certain result. We're going to show you tomorrow how you can control your psychological, like, in other words, how you, you can work at a high level even when you're in one of those days where you don't feel like it. We're going to show you exactly step-by-step step how to do that tomorrow, so make sure you listen to the podcast. Um, and also, guys, remember, for any reason, at any time, you can get hold of either one of us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys before we round the bend? Well, I would encourage them to make their own personal list, at least their most commonly avoided things that they'd put in the don't like to do category or don't want to do category, just so that they become introspective so that on tomorrow's podcast, when we talk about the doing of it and when you don't want to do it, and then the resolution getting to at a high level or at the highest level possible, that all of this becomes congruent and it ends up being a great plan for them to conquer it and to not just come to terms with accepting these things, but what you're going to actually do about it. I'm always about the practical, applicable you know, uh, techniques Dude. of moving them forward. So take this seriously. You know, Make your list. You might be surprised, and you might go, gosh, I can't believe I avoid all that stuff, and yet every single thing on the list is supposed to make me money. Hmm, maybe I need to deal with this. Maybe this well, is maybe. what's in my way. And if you, you know, a lot of you guys have never had a direct confrontation to some of your possibly faulty thinking, and that's the reason you are so attracted to the easy button stuff. Because the easy button stuff out there leads you to believe that, guess what? You don't have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You just buy leads or you do this or you do the other thing. Haven't you guys learned? And if you're new in real estate or if you're about to get into real estate or if you're a seasoned veteran and you're feeling like you need to you know, consider some of these easy button things, refuse it. Ignore it. Don't do it. 
say no thank you because you know the truth. It's all about going back to that list of all the things you don't want to do and having a little, you know, coming to Jesus session with yourself and having, you know, the acceptance that, hey, guess what? Whatever I'm avoiding is where my growth needs to be. So tomorrow we're going to walk you guys through exactly how you can get yourself to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So make sure you tune in. In the meantime, your homework, as always, is to share this radio show with as many other agents as you can. We always appreciate your guys' help building audience. We have, I believe, the most listened to real estate coaching radio show out there, over 100,000 regular listeners. If there's ever anything we can do for you, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. Or if you're listening to us in the evening, have a fantastic evening. Thanks. Have a great day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.